Welcome back to another episode of Learn American English with this guy. I know there are a lot of English learning podcasts out there, and it means so much that you chose to listen to this one. If I could ask a favor from you, please leave a rating and a review. It really helps other people find the channel. Once again, thank you so much and enjoy. Welcome, everyone. Hope you're doing well. I'm pretty sure most people will be watching this on replay. Hey, Judith, there's actually one person here. Hey, Judith, uh, you'll probably be listening to this on the podcast, or you might be watching this on replay. It is unlikely you're watching this live, but if you are, hey, welcome, Julia. There you go. Welcome. Hey, goal of this channel and this podcast is to help you improve your English. And today's English lesson is actually going to help you improve your English, I hope, but you'll also learn a little bit about American history because we're going to be talking about this guy, Malcolm X, pretty famous guy in American history. Maybe if you're ever coming here and you need to take a citizenship test to try to get your citizenship, this might be helpful because we are going to talk a lot about what the United States was like in the 1960s, how there were people called white supremacists. We will talk about them in a little bit, but those are people who thought that if you had skin color that was lighter or considered white, you were better than everybody else. And we're going to talk about some people who were activists. Those were people who were fighting against that idea that the white race is better than all the other racists. Races, races, not racists. Ibrahim, how are you, my friend? So let's pull up this article here that I have to share with you. And you can see that there is a picture of Malcolm X, unless you're listening on the podcast, of course. Um, you can't see it. But this is uh, from an article. There is a link in the description, uh, a website called Ducksters. And I think they're great because they will take some difficult topics in history and geography and science and it will be in pretty simple English. So if you are, I would say, an intermediate English learner, you could probably understand most, most of what happens. So let's take a look here. Right at the top, the first thing we learn about Malcolm X is his occupation, is his occupation. And just in case occupation is new for you, it's basically a job. It's basically a job like... For instance, my occupation, I'm a teacher, you know, it's just a job. So he was a minister, a minister, which meant um, he was probably Christian and he probably preached to audiences at a church, most likely minister. It can mean a couple different things, but that's probably what he was. And he was an activist. An activist 
is a person who fights for a cause, fights for something they feel is wrong in society. And what he fought for was the rights of black people because we'll talk about this in a minute, integration and segregation. We'll talk about those two terms in a minute. You can see that he was born May 19th, 1925 in Omaha, Nebraska. That's how you say that date. I'll say it one more time. May 19th, 1925, Omaha, Nebraska. Do you know where that thing is? Let's take a look. Omaha, Nebraska. You see that little red pen right there? That is where Omaha, Nebraska is. Right smack dab in the middle of the country, Omaha, Nebraska. That's where he was born. We'll find out in a minute. He didn't spend his whole life in Omaha, Nebraska. He spent just a little part of it, and he would move to a place called Michigan. We'll find that on the map in just a minute. So he died, unfortunately, if you do the math, Hey, Alina, hope you're doing well. He was not very old at all. He died February 21st, 1965 in Manhattan, New York. So he was just 40 years old. What's he best known for? Well, he was a leader in the nation of Islam and his stance against racial integration. So that might be a little bit of a typo there because he was against segregation. Let's look up these two words. These can be, these can be very difficult. You will not hear this that often, but it's integration. And that is just all of the races included. And hopefully wherever you live, that is what is happening. You cannot be judged just because you have a different skin color from somebody else. Now, unfortunately, this is what was happening during Malcolm X's life, not all that long ago. Segregation. And you can see the definition there, keeping the races separate. Segregation. You may have heard of this. It's very embarrassing for the United States, but I am a little too young to see this. I was born in 1975, but somebody just 15 years older than me, maybe born in 1960, they might have experienced segregation. And that is when, if you are white, you have things better in your life. If you were black, life is not so good. If you went to the movies, you might have to sit in a different place, maybe in the back of the theater in the movies, just because of your skin color. You might have to drink at a different water fountain. If people were black, they got a different water fountain. And it was probably not a good one. The white water fountain was probably a lot better. Schools were segregated. Schools were segregated. If you were white, you went to one school. If you were black, you went to another school. 
And that school was probably not that good if you were black. Most of the tax money went to the white schools. Very sad. Let's bring this back up here. Get rid of that. His biography. So a biography is the story of somebody's life. Where did Malcolm X grow up? Malcolm Little. Notice there is a different last name there. Different last name. In England, you might hear the term surname, but in the United States, we use last name. Malcolm Little was born in Omaha, Nebraska on May 19th, 1925. His family moved around often while he was a kid, but he spent much of his childhood in East Lansing, Michigan. All right, let's take a look here at where East Lansing is. And for me to do that, I have to bring up another screen. Here's a Google map of where, um, of the United States here. And I can point to where East Lansing is. Well, let's just talk about Michigan right here. Michigan is right there, right there. Can you see my cursor? It is, uh, it's in the middle of the country, but it's in the Northern part of the country, not that far from Canada. In fact, the cities of Detroit and Toronto are actually pretty close. They're not that far apart. Toronto is, of course, a Canadian city. Detroit is an American city. We'll stop that screen and then we'll get the, uh, the other screen on here. Boom. There it is. The next part, his dad dies. Not very fun to talk about. Malcolm's father, Earl Little, was a leader in an African-American group called the UNIA. UNIA. This caused the family to be harassed by white supremacists. So harassed means bothered. Um, maybe there were phone calls to his house and people would hang up. Maybe there were threats when they walked out of the door. Those are examples of harassment. They even had their house burnt down once. Now, that's definitely harassment, but we might call that criminal. That's, that's really bad. You could go to jail for a long time for that. When Malcolm was six, his father was found dead on the tracks of the local streetcar. While the police said the death was an accident, many thought his dad was murdered. And this would happen quite a bit for people who were trying to get more rights if they were black and they were very outspoken or very vocal about their rights. Sometimes people like that were murdered and all of the police officers were white. All of the judges were white. So a lot of times there were no um, charges brought against somebody if they killed a black man or a black woman or a black child. If you were white and you were living in probably 
most of the country, you had way more rights than someone who was black. Very sad. So his dad probably, probably was murdered. And nothing was ever done about it. The next section is called Living Poor. With his dad gone, Malcolm's mother was left to raise seven children on her own. To make matters worse, this happened during the Great Depression. And you can see there is a, what we call a hyperlink. If we were to click on that blue phrase, Great Depression, it would bring up another page and we could learn about the Great Depression. So let me know in the comments if you would like a lesson on the Great Depression. We could do one later on. But basically in the 1930s, the entire world experienced the Great Depression. And that is when there was little money to be earned People were out of work, not a lot of money. People were starving. This happened after World War I. It started about 1929 and would last most of the 1930s. It would last most of the decade. Although his mom worked hard, Malcolm and his family were constantly hungry. He went to live with a foster family at the age of 13 dropped out of school altogether at the age of 15 and moved to Boston. Let's take a look at that term foster family. So a foster family is someone who will take in a child or maybe adopt a child. It is not um, a father or a mother. It could be a friend or it could be just a nice person. If a child needs a home, they might get a foster family. Hopefully that helps. If you have any questions and you're live in the chat, let me know. All right, Elena. So that would be a great lesson. Okay, Great Depression. We could do that. It would be interesting. Hansa, hope you're doing well. Welcome. Reading on. A Tough Life. As a young black man in the 1940s, Malcolm felt he had no real opportunities. He worked odd jobs, but felt he would never succeed despite how hard he worked. In order to make ends meet, he eventually turned to crime. In 1945, he was caught with stolen goods and was sent to prison. A couple of things that might be new for you, odd jobs. This is when a person doesn't have an occupation. They don't have a job. So they will do whatever work they can find. If somebody needs their door fixed, they will fix that. If they need to fix somebody's toilet, they will fix that. Maybe they can mow a lawn. An odd job, you might be doing something different every single day. And if you are working odd jobs, there might be some days where you can't find work. How about this term? You'll hear this quite a bit in English. To make ends meet. Whenever you hear that, to make ends meet, that means finding enough money 
to pay for everything you need. So finding money for rent, finding money for food. Maybe you have to work an extra job to make ends meet, to find all of the money you need each month. Next question. How did he get the name Malcolm X? Remember, his name was Malcolm Little when he was born. He changed it at some point. While in prison, Malcolm's brother sent him a letter about a new religion he had joined called the Nation of Islam. The Nation of Islam believed that Islam was the true religion of black people. This made sense to Malcolm. He decided to join the Nation of Islam. He also changed his last name to X. He said that X represented his real African name that was taken from him by white people. So Malcolm Little, right? His father's name was Malcolm Little. And his father was probably born maybe in 1900. We don't know. But if Malcolm's dad was 25 when he had him, maybe he was born in 1900. But let's take Malcolm's father. His mother probably wasn't the slave. She was too young. But his grandmother and grandfather, they probably were slaves. And they didn't have a last name. Slaves would often have the last name of whoever owned them. So that last name, Little, was probably from a slave owner about 60 years ago, 60 years before Malcolm was born, slavery in the United States ended in 1865. And he was born in 1925, right? That's what we read, right? So that's why uh, his last name, Little, he is saying, that's not my real last name. I had a different name when my family was taken from Africa to become slaves here in the United States. The next part of this, let me make this a little bigger. It's called the Nation of Islam. The Nation of Islam. And one of the most famous people who belonged to the Nation of Islam was a guy named Muhammad Ali, a very famous American boxer. After getting out of prison, Malcolm became a minister for the Nation of Islam. He worked at several temples around the country and became the leader of temple number seven in Harlem. And Harlem is a part of New York City. Malcolm was an impressive man, a powerful speaker, and a born leader. The Nation of Islam grew rapidly or quickly wherever he went. It wasn't long before Malcolm X was the second most influential member of the nation of Islam after their leader, Elijah Muhammad. If somebody is influential, they affect people. They make people do things that they want to, but it's a good thing. So a lot of children are influenced by their parents. They learn how to act from their parents. So Malcolm X was influencing a lot of people 
maybe making them change religions and start following the nation of Islam, or maybe getting them to think that they should have more rights as a person who is black. Becoming famous. As the nation of Islam grew from hundreds of members to thousands, Malcolm became more well-known. He became, he really became famous. However, when he was featured on the Mike Wallace TV documentary on black nationalism called the hate that hate produced. So I've never seen that show, but I wonder it could be, could be available on YouTube. So if you want to learn more about that, you could probably search YouTube to find it. All right, Hansa. What does Hansa know? Let's see. I've heard about well-known American lovers and robbers during the Great Depression. Yeah, Bonnie and Clyde. Are their names popular in the USA? Thank you so much. Yeah, Hansa. Um, yeah, I think most people my age would know Bonnie and Clyde. Um, I don't know about young people today. You know, if I asked my children, hey, do you know Bonnie and Clyde? I don't know if they would know, but I think most people my age know Bonnie and Clyde. Yeah, they were, um, it was a woman who was robbing banks with her husband. I think they were married. Yeah, so it's rare to see a woman robbing a bank, but she was. Yeah, famous movie called Bonnie and Clyde was released just a little before I was born, maybe five or six years before I was born. All right, moving on, moving on. Thank you, Hansa, for the question. Civil rights movement. So when you hear civil rights in English, think all people have the same rights. Doesn't matter skin color. They can vote. They can hold any job they want. They can live anywhere they want, you know, as long as they can afford it, things like that. And of course, with segregation, we did not have civil rights for everyone in this country. When the African-American civil rights movement began to gain momentum, if something has momentum, it's getting stronger. It's getting bigger. In the 1960s, Malcolm was skeptical. Well, that might be a new word right there, right? Skeptical. That means you don't quite believe it. You're not sure of something. Let's say it's really sunny out, really sunny. But somebody tells you, hey, in five minutes, it's going to rain. You might be skeptical. You might believe, wait. Look at the sky. It's, it's really sunny. How is that going to happen? So if you're skeptical of something, you don't think it will happen. He did not believe in the peaceful protests of Martin Luther King Jr. Malcolm didn't want a nation where blacks and whites were integrated. He wanted a separate nation just for black people. So that was very different from... Martin Luther King Jr. 
Let's see here. Um, why do you pronounce Islam? That maybe that's my accent, but um, if you go to the United States, you will probably hear most people say Islam. Islam. That might be the English pronunciation. That's the way most people say it here, but maybe in a different language, it's pronounced differently. But Islam is how we say it. Yeah. Hopefully that helps. Hopefully that helps. The next one, leaving the nation of Islam. As Malcolm's fame grew, so he became more popular, he became more famous, other leaders of the nation of Islam became jealous. Malcolm also had some concerns about the behavior of their leader, Elijah Muhammad. When President John F. Kennedy was assassinated, so that's a big word meaning he was killed, he was murdered, Malcolm was told by Elijah Muhammad not to discuss the subject in public. However, Malcolm spoke out anyway, saying that it was a case of chickens coming home to roost. In English, when we have this saying, chickens coming home to roost, it means there were bad things happening. And finally, the people doing those bad things, they got what they deserved. It's a hard one to explain chickens coming home to roost. Let's give an example. Um, maybe there was a person who was stealing money from the place where they worked, you know, taking a little money home each day. And when they finally get caught, their coworkers might say, oh, chickens have come home to roost. That means they finally got caught doing that bad stuff. This created bad publicity for the nation of Islam. And Malcolm was ordered to remain silent for 90 days. In the end, he left the nation of Islam. So the leaders of the nation of Islam, and he was one of them, they were angry with Malcolm X. And they told him, hey, because you told this to everybody, People could read this in the newspaper. They could watch it on television. That's what it means to be public about something. If he was private, that would be the opposite. That means he would just talk to people, his friends, behind closed doors, we might say. But he was public about it. So they said, for a punishment, you need to not talk. For 90 days, he's like, Forget this, I'm leaving. Forget this, I'm gone. Change of heart is the next part. And when somebody has a change of heart, it means they change their mind. They think differently about something. Let's say there was a party on Friday night and you want to go. You think, hey, that'll be fun. And maybe on Friday morning, you say, oh, I don't think I want to go. That would be a change of heart. Change of heart. As Malcolm 
No, sorry. This part right here. Malcolm may have less left the nation of Islam, but he was still a Muslim. He made a pilgrimage to Mecca where he had a change of heart over the belief beliefs of the nation of Islam. So a pilgrimage that is a trip or a journey for religious reasons. And if you are not familiar with Islam uh, or if somebody is Muslim once in their life, if they are healthy, if they can afford it, they should or must visit the city of Mecca at least once in their life. If they're healthy and they can afford it, they should visit Mecca. That is one of the, the five pillars of Islam. I'm sure somebody in the chat knows more about that than I do, but that's a big, um, it's a, it's a big pillar. It's one of the five major beliefs of Islam. Upon his return, he began to work with other civil rights leaders like Martin Luther King Jr. on ways to peacefully achieve equal rights. At one time in Malcolm X's life, he didn't mind if things got violent. So uh, Martin Luther King Jr. always believed to fight peacefully. They wouldn't use weapons. They wouldn't use violence. And then Malcolm X, towards the end of his life, said, "Eh, maybe that is the right way. He started working with Martin Luther King. Unfortunately, assassination. And as we learned already, that means he was killed. Malcolm had made many enemies within the nation of Islam. Many leaders spoke out against him and said that he was worthy of death. On February 14th, 1965, his house was burned down. A few days later, on February 15th, as Malcolm began a speech in New York City, he was gunned down by three members of the Nation of Islam. So that might be a new phrasal verb for you, gunned down, but I'm pretty sure you can figure that out, right? All right, here are some interesting facts about Malcolm X. Talking about his childhood, Malcolm once said, our family was so poor that we would eat the whole out of a donut. There's nothing in the middle of a donut. He's being funny. Um, I hope I pronounced this name correctly. He also went by the name Malik El Shabazz. He married Betty Sanders, who became Betty X in 1958, and they had six daughters together. He also became close friends with boxing champ Muhammad Ali, who was also a member of the Nation of Islam. All right. Hey, thanks for joining. Hope you uh, learned a little bit of English. If you got to the end of this video, right up there, there is another lesson that you might enjoy about Harriet Tubman. If you're listening on the podcast, thank you so much. If you don't mind, leave a review 
and a rating. If you're watching on YouTube, if you don't mind, please hit that like button. Subscribe if you haven't subscribed. Hansa, yes, the JFK movie. I have seen it. And recently, there was another movie that I started watching. The director, Oliver Stone, he did another movie about that movie, JFK. So Oliver Stone directed it. And then last year, I think he made a, another movie about that subject. So yeah, Alina, thanks for, for staying till the end. All right, I got to go. Thanks so much. Adios.